You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we move into another Australian Survivor exit interview. We are down to the final four. We are at that point now with only a few episodes to go, the final week, three episodes to go. To be absolutely precise. Or is there four? We'll obviously clear that up a little bit for you at the end of this episode. But we're here today to talk to the 20th eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor 2017 Season 4, Lockie Gilbert. After having a bit of an immunity run, uh, he uh, sadly came to an end last night after missing out by just a couple of seconds to Michelle, who won the domino stacking challenge and obviously also won a car. So we talked to Lockie about how hard it was to relive everything last night, watching those dominoes fall in front of him. It's well, as what moves he was proud of in the game and, and what's going on between him and Jonathan LaPaglia if there's a bit of a bromance going on between the pair. Pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, most recently eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor 2017. Please welcome Mr. Lockie Gilbert. Lockie, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's um, obviously one of those things that, uh, as we saw last night, two seconds away from uh, still being in the game. I mean, how how was it, I guess, kind of having to see that all again after I'm sure it probably took you a little bit of time to, to initially get over that challenge and then having to relive it again last night as Australia did? Yeah, I did get over it after um, when it happened, but then watching it back, yeah, it definitely hurt a bit more um, seeing actually what other people are thinking as well. Yeah, I could definitely imagine. And, and do you kind of have a sort of a, a long hatred of dominoes now, basically, after that challenge, given how close you were to it? Yeah, just a little bit. I don't even eat Domino's pizza anymore. <laughs> I could uh, I could definitely imagine. But, uh, I mean, obviously, towards the end there, really relying on those immunities and just, again, so close to that. Had you gotten that immunity? I know it's kind of obviously a, one of these questions of what ifs. It's impossible to know. But just how confident were you with your winning streak that getting to the end, you could have gotten the votes to win this game had you kept going? Um. I felt pretty confident on, on the island because it wasn't just like the immunity stuff. Like I did a lot of um, strategic stuff that 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 wasn't really played as well. So, but everyone else saw. It. So I was pretty happy with my game. Was, was there much then in that element in terms of the strategic side that you felt wasn't shown? I mean, was there anything particular out there? Any moves or anything that you made that you felt could have had a little bit more, uh, I guess, emphasis on on throughout the edit that we didn't see? Yeah, there was a couple with the Jared vote, like. Me and Henry and Annalise wanted the blind side, so then she won the immunity. So we're like, oh, well, we're, I was thinking we need to keep the empower so we can blindside her the next one. So I wanted to get rid of Luke or, and Asunga, but I made the mistake of telling Henry that Jared was gunning for him. And Jared, um, Henry being Henry, um, he's like, no, nah, we need to get rid of Jared. He has to go. He has to go. And I was like, no, we need to keep Diggy in power. So I was like, all right, we'll go with Jared. And then somehow wanted to get rid of Henry and I thought he was going to play her idol Jared and Henry was at home. Henry being my alliance I couldn't have that so I got Summertow to switch from Henry to Luke just in case she played the idol but you didn't really see any of that. Well, it, it seemed to the Luke vote eventually when that, that did happen. I mean, that, that seemed to be all you. So, I mean, it, it kind of, at the end of the day, you got out such a player in Luke as well. So, I mean, was that one of the moves that you were proud of? What would have been your most proud move that you did out there in the entire game? Well, I mean, the winning the immunity, that was um, the three in a row. That was pretty cool. But one of the moves, probably when Annalise came up to me and she's like, oh, we need to get rid of Henry. And I was like, well, 
that was kind of our alliance, and if she can turn on him, she can turn on me. So um, me and Henry came up with the idea that we're going to put my name out there, try to get the idol off of Annalise, but if she plays it, then we got Ziggy to play her um, uh, what's the, the super, super idol. So yeah. I think that was a pretty, a pretty big play as well, getting Ziggy to play that for me. In mentioning there, quarter sort of everybody when it comes to assuming Survivor, everybody's kind of going to turn around on alliances at some point throughout the game. I mean, we've obviously seen in the last week or so uh, your bestie Tara. She's the one who kind of obviously uh, turned a, a little bit towards the end. I mean, one thing that you sort of left the game on, it's still obviously very uh, complimentary on Tara. She seems to be one that I- I'm not sure that a lot of people out there watching are thinking can win this game, but you're very adamant that she can still win this game. What, what are we not seeing from Tara here, Lockie? Try and advocate for-, for-, for our listeners out there why Tara can win this game. Yeah, it is quite hard watching it back. I mean, um, she's not playing the best game um, <laughs> on TV, but I think just, just being so close with her, like it wasn't it was, like it wasn't always just me, like doing all like what I was doing. I did like work with her, like it was, she wasn't just following me. So I guess it is more of me seeing her as a best friend, wanting her to win. Right, right. And was that hard then seeing kind of her initially then flipping on you? I mean, I'm sure it was hard learning that out there in the game, but kind of eventually getting to see at what point she was initially trying to go against you in the game? Yeah, it was extremely hard. It was a lot um, sooner than I thought it happened on the actual, like, when we're on the island. So watching it back did um, put a little dagger through my heart. <laughs> I can imagine, and, and with the with the idol, one thing that obviously you know you, you're trying to play this bluff that you've got an idol. Did you did you actually consider making sort of a, a fake one, kind of so that you could show Peter, you could show Tara, and be like, here it is, here's the idol, just so that you could get them off your back a little bit when they were questioning you so much about it. Yeah, I tried so hard to make an idol because we were so um, far into the game. Everyone's seen exactly what the idols look like, so. I had to try to make one of those round kind of shell things and I um, was making it with branches, carving them back so they're white, putting a bit of string around. But (laughs) every time like you bend the stick, it snaps and I couldn't find a rock that looked... Because if you go there with something like a brand new idol that didn't look like all four of them that have been played, they're going to see straight through that. So it was kind of a hard... Unless I make one that looks identical, I couldn't really show like a, a bogus one. Yeah, yeah, so it obviously does make that a little bit difficult, but I mean, it nearly worked it by the looks of things there when you've got that clue. I mean, Tara seriously felt like she went for a hook, line and sinker, and then Michelle, at the end of the day, I mean, she did obviously vote for, for Peter. I mean, Michelle also seems to be one out there that a lot of people seem to think she's playing strong. She won the, the car, obviously, which uh, you narrowly missed out on there. I mean, is Michelle, again, someone that, uh, you know, people are, are watching closely? Do you think Michelle's playing a strong game at this point? Again, it comes down to the editing. Like what we see and like here on the island is completely different to the edit. So out there, it was kind of like I thought maybe Michelle was like just in the majority the whole time, and she was just like she she can talk. Like she could definitely talk. So she's probably someone at the end that could really really talk her way to a, to winning. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure what moves were hers and what were Luke's or what were Jericho's and stuff like that. And that's obviously, I can imagine now, being in the jury villa, that's where a lot of people are going to be looking at this point because uh, I think it was mentioned a, a few times in last night's episode, the whole notion of a survivor resume. So, I mean, is that kind of something now that you feel these four really have to advocate moving forward uh, should they make it to the final tribal council? 
yeah, they, that's exactly right. Like they got to be careful because you can't go there and claim all these moves, and then people in the jury are going to be like, mm, "Pretty sure I did that." And um, yeah, that's quite hard for them. I think it, it is going to be hard for some of them to come up with a good resume. And Michelle's got to also get over this uh, notion of a, a survivor car curse, Lockie. So I mean, you know, uh, just let, let's let's remember that she's won a car, but uh, nobody's ever won a car as one survivor. So you know, just a little uh, detriment no, no. against her. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you can tell how happy she was with the car. So if she goes, she's, she's still going to be pretty happy. Now, one thing that I, I think was interesting to watch uh, throughout this season with yourself is that uh, Jonathan uh, really seemed to really like your game. There seemed to be a bit of a bromance going on there between yourself and, and JLP. Uh, I mean, d- did you feel a vibe out there with, with Jono? Do you think there's a bit of a bromance going on there? Because I think you two, you know, th- there's, there's a TV show there. You two could like, go off on adventure guiding or something like that. That would be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, um, no, nah, he was, he was, yeah, kind of on my side in some of the chat. I think he only said one negative thing about me the whole, whole time. So yeah, I'm definitely, um, having a little bromance with him. <laughs> well, you obviously had the bromance too with, uh, with Jericho last night. I mean, that was obviously a, a sweet moment. So I mean, outside obviously all the, the game ones we, we mentioned there, I mean, would that be kind of one of your best memories out there in your time in Samoa, sort of having that moment with Jericho? And then I guess also seeing a bit of the backstory behind, uh, sort of what led him to kind of overcoming a bit of a fear last night and, and having that moment with yourself. Yeah, it definitely was like one of my best moments in Survivor. It was just, took us both out of the game. We got to know each other, like, deep, yeah, deeper, I guess. So um, that's what I love doing, and I, I was so happy to take him out, and um, I just didn't realise that um, he hadn't been snorkelling, and I was just like, nah, we're going, and <laughs> I finally got him out then. Yeah, it was, it was so great. Well, uh, uh, Lockie, mate, thank you very much for your time. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you today, and uh, we definitely look forward to seeing how it's all going to play out uh, with only a few more episodes to go here on Australian Survivor 2017. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. And a big thanks to Lockie for his time on the show and also a big thanks to Channel 10 for allowing that exit interview to happen today. Now, as I touched on at the beginning of this episode when it comes to the remaining episodes, technically there's three in some aspects, but just looking through what we're doing in the broadcast next week for Channel 10, it actually sort of seems like there's almost four episodes because we're going to have a Sunday night episode, a Monday night episode, obviously a Tuesday night episode, and with a reunion following, so there's technically, in a way, four episodes to go. So from what we are looking right now, we will have a Sunday night episode, which looks like it will be an hour episode, a Monday night episode, which looks like it will be an hour episode, Tuesday, which will go to about 9 o'clock from 7.30 to 9, which will be the finale, and then the reunion, which will follow between 9pm and 10pm. That is Eastern Standard Time. I'm basing that on Hobart Television Guides, of course, which, of course, is the same as Sydney and Melbourne. But uh, please do check your local guides out there. Obviously, Queensland being an hour behind. Uh, also, Western Australia, South Australia, Northern Territory, and uh, well, Canberra, I would believe, would no doubt be in our Eastern Time Zone as well. So, check your local guides just to confirm when those uh, times are locked in. It's obviously going to be a very busy week next week when it comes to all of those. And we, of course, will have uh, the final four on the show should everything go to plan at some point. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Uh, we do believe um, that Sunday night is a non-elimination episode. So therefore, it looks like our first exit interview, no doubt, will be on Tuesday, followed by the final three at some point, hopefully on the Wednesday. But again, that all comes down to scheduling from Channel 10. We will update you 
Of course, when we know, uh, you'll be the first to know as well. And we do have our uh, penultimate week recap, which is being recorded this evening. Speaking with Andrew Torrens from Season 3 of Australian Survivor, you do have uh, an opportunity still to get some listener questions in if you haven't quite gotten them into us. Just uh, get them in and we will ask them to Andrew. And, of course, as we also mentioned on our uh, Facebook and our, our Twitter and social media, everything along those lines, we will also be having another roundtable episode with former Oslet Noah Groves joining us. It's the first time he's been back on the Oz Network since his return from Europe, so we're very much looking forward to having him back and to talk about Australian Survivor. So once again, remember to get those in uh, questions. That is, of course, should you wish to get involved with those. But in the meantime, we will talk a little bit more about Australian Survivor today on those two episodes. And of course, remember to look forward to Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers coverage of that coming throughout the week. Uh, stay tuned. We've got some updates in that. Obviously, our Debbie recap still hasn't happened. We do realize that. We are trying to lock this in and clarify this at the moment when it comes to some scheduling. I'll probably update a little bit more on that this evening post Andrew uh, recap I should have a little bit more details when it comes to that in the meantime we'll be announcing who our uh, episode 2 recapper is later on today and that might end up actually being our episode 1 and 2 recap should the Debbie one kind of not happen at the moment so we profusely apologise for that uh, it's it's completely out of our hands believe me it's, and it's not even it's it's out of ours and Debbie's hands let's just put it that way um, we're, we're kind of having to, to deal with uh the the book when it comes to some of these scheduling so i'll update you a little bit more tonight uh, shall i have an update in the meantime it has been a pleasure having your company here this morning on the oz network thanks again to Lockie. thanks again to channel 10 for arranging that and until we next speak again my name has been ben we'll speak to you next time here on the oz network good night thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oz network.net